Friday, September 30th, 2016, here on the Patriots Beat Podcast, presented by FanDuel here on CLNS Radio. Big week for the Bills and the Patriots as Buffalo marches into Foxborough to take on the Patriots this Sunday at 1 p.m. Will Sammy Watkins play? Who will the Patriots play at quarterback? And many more questions will be answered as we bring on Sal Capaccio, the host of WGR 550 Sports in Buffalo, also the Buffalo Bills sideline reporter. And we also welcome on Nora Princioti, the Patriots writer for Boston Globe Sports, newly hired, so very happy to have her on. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Thanks, Larry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Patriot Feed. It is episode number 141 here on CLNS Radio. Go find us on clnsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at CLNS Radio, at Facebook, at facebook.com slash CLNS fans, and go follow me on Twitter at Sportsteen. But that's enough of that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my favorite weeks of football season for the New England Patriots. It's Buffalo Bills week. Here come here comes Rex Ryan, here comes Tyrod Taylor, here come the Pagulas and their usual failings in Foxborough. And you know, th- this should be a pretty typical Patriots Bills week, but obviously a lot of storylines coming into this week, a lot of topics, a lot of injuries, a lot of question marks, so we'll be going through those. As we get through the show, as I mentioned, we will be welcoming on Sal Capaccio, the Buffalo Bills sideline reporter and sports host on WGR 550 up in Buffalo, excuse me, and also bring on Nora Princioti, who's one of the Patriots writers for Boston Globe Sports. We have a big show uh, for you guys this week. Very, very happy to be back on the Patriots Beat podcast as usual. So let's get into this because, you know, a lot of, lot of big topics. So let's start first with who is starting for the Patriots at quarterback. Now, obviously, recording this on Thursday to be released on Friday. So, you know, going off the information we have now, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, you know, his his thumb seems to be fine. That whole torn ligament, you know, craziness seems to be um, way ahead of, or excuse me, way behind us now. Now it's more of a question, what happens to... Jimmy Garoppolo. Does Jimmy Garoppolo start? Does Jimmy Garoppolo sit on the bench? Is Jimmy Garoppolo not even active? We don't really know where his shoulder is at, but one thing's for sure, you know, he was in the walkthrough. He's been limited in practice this week. They had perfect attendance. Uh, it's actually a pretty rare uh, late-week walkthrough that they've had. They usually have them on Tuesday or Wednesday and then have a practice on Thursday, but they switch it up. I think that they're trying to just make sure that everyone's at full health to uh, go into this game against the Bills. I mean, guys, this is a big game. I mean, the Patriots have a chance of going 4-0 and without Tom Brady. Don't think that's gotten lost over this coaching staff. I'm sure they are cheering just, you know, cheering. Hearing uh, just crazy joy over the fact that they actually have gone four and zero 
without Tom Brady. Pretty incredible fact if you really think about it. But also a really big game for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you know, Bills coming off of that big win against Arizona last week, looking like a completely different team than what we saw uh, the first two weeks of the year. Just absolutely dominating one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Um, and I know that a lot of people are kind of confused because we keep calling the Arizona Cardinals one of the most talented teams in the NFL. And then they come out, they keep losing to all these crappy teams. I mean, the loss of the Pats at home with, you know, first Jimmy Garoppolo start. And then they uh, barely squeaked out a win, I want to say, in week two. They could have crushed. I'm not actually 100% sure. But, you know, then they walk into Buffalo, a, a game, the first game without Greg Roman, I believe, their offensive coordinator, just all the problems in the world. Yeah, okay, so they smash the Bucks 40-7. to Excuse me, I forgot that. But, you know, they roll into Buffalo, a game they should win as one of the premier talented teams in the NFL, one of the best coach teams in the NFL as well. And they just crapped the bed. I mean, they can't. They couldn't move the ball against the Bills. Carson Palmer played one of his worst games in a Cardinals uniform. Their defense could not stop the run. Tyrod Taylor and LeSean McCoy just ran all over them. You know, just... Very, very strange performance by the Arizona Cardinals. But if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you got to be happy to see that Tyrod Taylor actually stepping up and looking like the quarterback they paid him in the offseason. LaShawn McCoy, I, I, you know, I, I still don't think he is, you know, a world-class running back anymore. I think that uh, his his best days are behind him, unfortunately. But, you know, and the, nice to see LaShawn McCoy bring in some of the shady of old. But, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be big this week. What do the Patriots do on the defensive side of the ball? Do they try to chime in and stop some of the talented uh, and quick wide receivers the Bills have on the outside? Or do they try to shut down the run game of Tyrod Taylor and of LaShawn McCoy? It's going to be interesting no matter what they do. Because, you know, two usual foes. I mean, no team knows the Patriots, you can make an argument, better than the Buffalo Bills. I mean, this is the team that Rex Ryan just studies all the time, just preparing for this matchup, hoping and waiting for his final chance to beat the Patriots as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, as Sal will tell us later, the the Buffalo Bills have beaten the Patriots only three times since Tom Brady has taken over as starting quarterback. And one of those times, as he mentions, is when they were just like the Patriots played like their crappy number two team in the second half of a football game. So it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams match up against each other. I want to start with the Patriots on offense going up against the Bills on defense. Um, You know, this Pats offense is very much... Still a work in progress. I think you know. I think it's a it's it it's telling that Legarrette Blunt is currently the top rusher in the NFL. Not to say he hasn't played well. Legarrette Blunt has played magnificently through the first three weeks of the season. But what we saw against Houston is probably what we're going to see against Buffalo because their teams are very similar, uh, just personnel wise. But. You know, this Patriots offense against the Bills defense is kind of a mismatch for uh, the Pats, uh, for the Pats offense simply because, you know, the Buffalo Bills have really good corners on the outside, decent safeties, but they have very good slot corners between Corey Graham, Ronald Darby, uh, Stephon Gilmore, three really good uh, quarterbacks who are really good at stopping short range passing attacks. Uh, Not so great against long range, but, you know, we don't really know who's going to be starting a quarterback and whether or not they're actually going to take shots down the field. One thing, though, that will be very nice to see this week is that Rob Gronkowski will be returning for the New England Patriots to wreak some havoc against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Hopefully, 
uh, he can really just show up and just take down the Bills. I mean, I'm going to pull up his stats right now to see what his splits are against the Bills. But the last time I, from, from what I remember, Rob Gronkowski usually has some of his best games of his career against the Buffalo Bills. So looking at his opponents now, yeah, you know, he's gone 8-1, 46 catches for 693 yards, and 10 touchdowns against the Buffalo Bills in only nine games. So very clearly a team he enjoys to dominate. It's going to be fun to see what he can do when fully unleashed and fully healthy. I'm interested to see. It's going to also have to do a lot with who's starting for the Pats. I think if you see Jacoby Brissett, you're going to see uh, a little less Rob Gronkowski just because he seems to favor Martellus Bennett since they're buds and they practice well together. So I think you're going to see a lot of Rob Gronkowski if Jimmy Garoppolo starts because Garoppolo probably has a better hold on the uh, first team offense right now than Brissett does just based off of practice schedules and how they like to split snaps. But if Garoppolo plays, expect a huge game for Bob Gronkowski. I'm, I'm hoping that we get full Gronk back. He seems healthy. He seems happy. Very excited for a lot of things. So, go, go, you know, very excited to see Rob Gronkowski this week. But, you know, I, I'm another guy, my X factor for this week on offense for the Pats. I'm, I have to give it to Malcolm Mitchell. I mean, he performed very well against the Texans, very much, you know, coming into his own in his offense. And I think this is the week they kind of take the reins off him a little bit. I don't think Amendola is ready to get full tilt yet. I think, you know, Julian Edelman is doing Julian Edelman things, and Chris Hogan is becoming a really big piece of the offense. Um, but I think Malcolm Mitchell is going to be one of the bigger X factors for this team. It's going to be interesting to see how they fit him in on the offense, just because you know he's he's a very similar receiver to what they already have in Edelman, Amendola, and Chris Hogan. But at the same time, he brings another sense of athleticism that I don't think a lot of their uh, wide receivers have. I think that a lot of their wide receivers are very good football players. But I think that Malcolm Mitchell is just going to show that he is very much a superior athlete to a lot of those guys. But um, you know, their offensive line, I, it's, it's really nice that we don't really have to talk about their offensive line anymore. I mean, I, I said this beginning of the year that, uh, that uh, excuse me, that Dante Skarnecchia was going to be one of the best pickups of the offseason for any team anywhere, and he just absolutely was. I mean, he's transformed this offensive line into one of the most consistent in the NFL. I mean, they performed great against one of the premier defensive lines in football. I mean, shutting, I know J.J. Watt is injured and is now pretty much officially out for the season, which is crazy, but, you know, it, it, you know, it, it it was very promising to see the Patriots take down the Texans' defensive line like that. No J.J. Watt, you know, Jadavian Clowney with very little push. Vince Wilfork only had a couple of big, um, big plays against the run game. But besides that, defensive line totally shut down. Obviously not having Brian Cushing really helped the Patriots in the run game, but... It's going to be nice to see this Patriots offensive line perform again against a good defensive line. Uh, this defensive line is good, but this defensive line is also a little bit weak. Uh, no Marcel Daly, Darius back until after this week, but Kyle Williams is someone that they have to watch out for. Kyle Williams, uh, talk to Sal about him also. A guy who last year was was injured, uh, only played six games, missed the rest of the season, now has come back and was, has easily been the Buffalo Bills' best player this season. He was probably the best player on the field uh, against the Arizona Cardinals on both sides of the ball. So very impressive to see his return to the Buffalo Bills' defense and the big impact he has made. So watch out for Kyle Williams. 
Uh, I think that he's going to be the one that the Patriots have the most problems with. But again, you know, this, this is a defensive line that doesn't really have a lot of sacks in it. It doesn't really have a lot of big pushers around, especially with no Marcel Darius. Mario Williams is gone. So it's going to be interesting to see how this Bills defense can penetrate a very good Patriots offensive line, especially now with Rob Gronkowski coming back to block, as well as Marcel, Martellus Bennett being or showing the blocking proficiencies that he has uh, coming off of the line and also as a wide receiver on the outside. So, very promising for the Pats on the offensive side of the ball. Let's move to defense before we bring on Sal and then Nora after him or whatever order I decide. Um, So, looking at the Pats' defense against the Bills' offense, you know, we saw a Patriots' defense last week that I think finally showed the rest of the NFL that they are one of the best in the league. I, I've been preaching this since, excuse me, since the preseason and since the regular, since the start of the year, that this Patriots defense is one of the most underrated units in the NFL and is one of the most incredibly talented units also around football. I mean, I think Jamie Collins. Like I, I told you, my dark horse, my dark horse defensive player of the year all year has been Jamie Collins, and he took it. Clearly took him like one and a half games for him to get back up to football speed, but I mean, just he looked like the best linebacker in football against against the Houston Texans. And I think that's the limit for him. I think the sky's the limit. I think he's going to end up being one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and I think that he's I mean, he still might win Defensive Player of the Year. This this game for him is perfect. You know, Reggie Bush, Lashawn McCoy. Sammy Watkins, all these Charles Clay, not a lot of size, but a lot of quickness, and that's where Jamie Collins can do his work. If you're going against Jamie Collins and you're you don't at least have some sort of decent size advantage, he's gonna tackle you. I mean, he completely dominated Lamar Miller last week. He completely dominated some of the smaller wide receivers that they had. The Texans don't really have a, a tight end that's worth a crap. So it just it was a feeding frenzy for a player like Jamie Collins. You know, it's very similar to Luke Keekley if you watch the two of them play. Both incredibly good at penetrating, both incredibly good at tackling, both very good at covering down the field. I think Keekley's a little bit uh, a little better of a cover linebacker than Collins is, but at the same time, it was very nice to see Jamie Collins have that kind of game. I'm more concerned about whether excuse me, whether Donta Hightower is going to come back this week. He's been dealing with a sprained meniscus in his right knee? Right knee? I think right knee. But it was very, it's good that he was back at, um, excuse me, that he was at the walkthrough today on Thursday just so they have a chance of starting him on Sunday. I think we're going to see him pretty limited on Sunday. I don't think he's going to be uh, in for a full game plan, game load of work, excuse me, but with how Jamie Collins has played, with how well John, I mean, hey, I've, I've not been Jonathan Freeney's biggest fan since he's come to the Patriots, but I'll give credit where credit's due. Since Dante Hightower's gone down, he's stepped in nicely and he's played well. Shane McClellan, we haven't really seen a lot of yet because their defensive rotation hasn't really gotten into it yet, but also has played very well uh, when he's been on the field. Made a couple of nice run plays, got blocked down in a couple of nice run plays. Uh, excuse me, got blocked down a bunch of run plays too, which wasn't great, but he's still very much working into the defense, so not too much to worry. I mean, one of the people that, one of the guys that you have to be incredibly impressed with this season, and, you know, I think he's gotten a little bit of backlash because every single time he, uh, every single time someone catches a ball against him, he, you know, screams incomplete. But Malcolm Butler, again, has been just absolutely magnificent this season. 
uh, played incredibly well against Wolf Fuller, not letting any deep balls get behind him, played incredibly well in week one, didn't play so great in week two uh, against either Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, I forget who he was covering, but those are two very tough matchups. I mean, if there's one thing that the Miami Dolphins have, it's that they actually do have decent wide receiver talent on the outside, but we'll see something different out of Malcolm Butler this week, because we don't really know who he's going to be covering. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be covering Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Marquise Goodwin, you know, it's kind of a big shrug at this point. Uh, so we don't really know. Good thing is, the great, the great news about this week's game, no Scott Chandler. No uh, no more Scott Chandler, the Patriots killer. Obviously, the Pats had him last year, so not too new of a of an ideology. But it's good. It's, just, it's always nice to uh, to not have Scott Chandler destroying the Patriots as he usually does. So if you're the Pats going against Buffalo this weekend, you just kind of have to identify that, all right, no Sammy Watkins. You know, Tyra Taylor's been very limited as a passer so far this year. LaShawn McCoy seems to be back in form or at least recaptured some of his old magic. I think he's a little bit washed up. I know he looked good against Arizona, but I don't know. I don't think his knees are ever going to be the same after all the um, after all the damage they've suffered over the past couple of years. But if you're the Pats and you're looking to take away their best player, you stack the box. I mean, you stack the box against his Bills team and you just force Tyrod Taylor to stay in the pocket and beat you with his arm. I don't think he's going to be able to do it against his Patriots secondary. I think he did a good job against the Cardinals, keeping them off balance with the run. But Tyrod Taylor didn't win them that game. LaShawn McCoy won them that game. And then off at the line is pretty good too. So we'll definitely see, it'll definitely be interesting, excuse me, to see how the Patriots play them on defense. So before we get into our guest segments for this show, I'd just like to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by FanDuel. Fantasy football fans, if you're only playing season-long fantasy football, then you're missing out. Put your skills to the test this week for a chance to win cash in FanDuel's one-week fantasy football contest. Just choose your contest, pick a team, and win. Contests for beginners or bigger tournaments for more experienced players. Leagues start at just $1, and setting a lineup is easy. Cash prizes paid out every single week. And this week, don't miss FanDuel's Sunday Million Tournament, paying out at least a million dollars in prizes. Uh, I mean, I've, I've used FanDuel a couple times here and there, and every single time I've used it, I've been a huge fan of it. I actually used to use DraftKings, and it just it just didn't do it for me. I love the the new style that FanDuel is offering. I love the new uh, logo and the redesign. I think it's been really fun. Go play in our fantasy uh, listener league, by the way. Go to CLNS. Uh, excuse me. Go to FanDuel.com uh, forward slash Patriots to go find our listener league, and you can play against me and the rest of the Patriots beat crew. Think you know more about us than fantasy football? Come and prove it. Try FanDuel now and get up to fifty dollars in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 Beginner Contest valued up to $50. You'll get one free entry a week for five weeks. Value free entries varied based on deposited amount. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my promo code PATRIOTS. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, promo code PATRIOTS, void where prohibited. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to welcome on Sal Capaccio. Give us a little bit of the Buffalo Bills side of things, so we'll be right back. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, 
Twitter post with a play of the game and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots post-game show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It's now time for our Behind Enemy Line segment brought to you by MyBookie.ag. And joining us right now is Sal Capaccio, the Buffalo Bill sideline reporter and radio host on WGR 550 Sports Radio. So, Sal, we saw last week the Buffalo Bills take down their opponents in the Arizona Cardinals in a pretty surprising, uh, pretty surprising outcome. What do you think the reasoning was behind the Bills' victory over the Cardinals? A lot of it is confidence. A lot of it is them really feeling like they can play with the other, the better teams in this league. And last week after what they did there was Arizona, a very good defense. I think that that bodes well for, you know, their confidence rolling into a Patriots team that's without Tom Brady. But, you know, it's also a team that right now has had three games where the offense has been very inconsistent, especially the passing game. So last week they did some nice things offensively. They ran the ball very well, but they still have to throw the ball better if they're going to win consistently in this league. You know, switch offensive coordinators last week. Uh, you know, Greg Roman out. Uh, I believe they brought in their quarterbacks coach to replace him. Um, no, it was a running backs coach, Anthony Lynn. Running backs coach. How is how different has did their offense look last week compared to what Greg Roman brought to the table? Is it a very different system, or is it along the same lines uh, formation wise? Well, it's all the same playbook. They're they're working off the same playbook, which is interesting because. Anthony Lynn actually, he has said, like, if, like, if he took over, you know, to start a season instead of in the middle, he would use a different playbook. But he is, it is what it is. It's Greg Roman's playbook. So they're doing that. They're just, what they're doing is they pare down a lot of the things they were trying to do. Instead of, for example, having 80 or 90 plays in a given week that they would rep, uh, they're only repping 20 or 30 plays and they're going into a, a game plan with that. So they're doing a lot of the same things, really all the same things. They're maybe tweaking a few things here and there. Uh, they ran some read option last week. We hadn't really seen that. But the playbook, the formation, things like that, all of that is the same. They're just working off a much less plate, if you will, and a much less menu than they had been before. This Buffalo Bills team has to be one of, one of the more injured teams in the NFL right now. I mean, you know, with no Reggie Ragland, uh, the guy they drafted in the second round, Manny Lawson, is, uh, Shaq Lawson, excuse me, is still out. And there, you know, and here comes more Sammy Watkins foot issues. We haven't really seen what's going on with him in practice this week. What do you expect uh, out of Sammy Watkins this week? Is he going to actually play? We don't really know. I mean, your guess is as good as ours. He hasn't practiced yet this week. I just walked off the practice field. He still is not out there, but Rex Ryan has made it clear that he does not need to practice uh, through the week for him to play. This is a touch-and-go situation. It's going to be like this all season long, I think. He's dealing with a lot of pain in that surgically repaired foot, and it's really about his pain tolerance and about how much that really he can go out there and do. So, literally, he could feel great on Saturday and horrible Sunday, or he could feel horrible on Saturday and great on Sunday. And uh, we're pretty much going to be up in the air at a game time decision, or at least a night before game decision. It seems like pretty much all year, I think at, at this point. Uh, is there anyone uh, that has been injured over the past week or last week that is questionable for this game that you think could turn the tides a little bit in the Pats favor? 
In the Pats' favor? Um, sure. I mean, you know, right now the Bills are dealing with Cyrus Quanjo uh, having an ankle injury left tackle. He's the fill-in for Cordy Glenn. So Cordy Glenn's their starter at left tackle. They just paid him uh, franchise money. He's a very good left tackle, but he's missed the last couple of weeks himself. And then Cordy Glenn has played well in his place, but now Glenn's in, or I'm sorry, uh, Quanjo's injured who is filling in for Glenn, excuse me, but Glenn could very well play in this game. So that's a very interesting spot. So if Cordy Glenn cannot go, it doesn't look like Quanjo is going to go. I think left tackle is an interesting spot, but as of right now, I think it's trending towards Cordy Glenn being back, who is their normal left tackle. Um, on the defensive side, uh, they're still dealing with an injury to Colt Anderson, which isn't a big deal. He's a core special teamer, but it does hurt now that it seems like Jonathan Meeks is also a little bit banged up, who uh, helps out for the depth uh, reasons at the safety spot. Now, they have pretty good defensive backs. I think Ron Darby's an interesting one to look at. Uh, if Ron Darby can't play, that's a big loss for the Bills. He was not able to play last week against uh, Arizona. They still did well, but he's a very good uh, man-to-man corner, and he did not play last week. He's been practicing this week on a limited basis, so we'll see. Now, looking at the uh, Buffalo Bills defense versus the Pats offense, I mean, we don't really know who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Patriots right now. But looking at the Bills defense, one guy that has really, you know, kind of re-inspired or I guess reinvigorated his career this year has been Kyle Williams along that defensive line, who with no Marcel Darius has just stepped up big time and been a big gapper in that uh, defensive line. What have you seen from him that you think has let him kind of revitalize his career uh, at the age of, I think, 32 now? Yeah, he's 33, I think. But, you know, it's not even really a revitalization. He was just injured last year. He only played six games. He got hurt. Uh, He was shut down for the rest of the year. But Kyle has been an all-pro level player throughout his entire career. And he was playing at that level last year, even before he got hurt. So it's not like he had a drop-off in play. He just simply was hurt. He's a guy that's been here. He's the longest tenured Bill. I believe he's the oldest Bill right now on the roster, and yet he's still playing. He was, to me, the best player on the football field last year. He's still a, a tremendous, tremendous player, even at the age of 33. But there's never been a drop-off in Kyle's, Kyle's play. He's a, he's a really hard worker. He's a great preparer and studier. He's a great leader on this team. Uh, and he's somebody that I think, you know, Bills fans look back and say, man, I, I can't believe that over the many years, you know, this team has not, not made the playoffs, you know, 16 years and counting now with the longest drought in the league that, you know, they feel, feel really bad for a guy like Kyle Williams, who's been maybe their best player overall throughout the drought, and yet he has yet to uh, sniff the playoffs. So looking at the quarterback position for the Pats, I mean, whether it's Jacoby Briss or Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously both of them bring different matchups to the table. It'd be interesting to see if Briss had started, seeing as him and Tyrod Taylor are just very similar quarterbacks and their playing styles, very mobile guys. But I guess Jimmy Garoppolo is the real X factor here because if he plays, then they have the game plan totally differently. How do you think this Bills defense, with all the talent that they have, will try to match up against either uh, against Jimmy Garoppolo, who might even start this week? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, if, if, if Rex Ryan basically has said that, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as it's not Tom Brady, I think that obviously gives him a, a little bit more confidence. And that's true. But, you know, the good thing is here that for the Bills that you're not like going from Brady to one of these guys. I think that, you know, either one of these guys plays, um, it's not like you're dealing with a guy like an Aaron Rodgers or Brady. Now, I know Garoppolo's looked really good, but like Rex said, and it, the, the passing game is the passing game. No matter who is in for the for the Patriots, they're going to run the same concepts. They're going to run the same routes and things like that. They may, they may do it a little bit differently, but it's going to be the same thing. I think what they're expecting is if Jimmy Garoppolo is in there, that they'll throw a little bit more. Um, if uh, Jacoby Brissett is in there, obviously you have to look out a little bit more for running, a little bit more to the read option. Now, Rex says he thinks he knows who's playing quarterback, but he has yet to tell us the media. Uh, but he claims he knows, and or at least he has a very good idea who's playing quarterback. And I don't know who that's going to be, but 
you know, the Bills, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to change the game plan too much, depending on who it is. They're, this is a team that's built on really stopping the run first. They believe they can do that. They believe the Patriots are going to test them because of no matter who the quarterback is, that they think that the Patriots are going to, you know, try to pound LeGarrette Blunt or whoever. And now the Bills feel like that they're up to that task. So I don't think they're going to change the game plan too much, but, you know, I think you at least have to be a little bit more on the lookout, obviously, uh, for the read option and the run if Jacoby Brissett is in there. Now, for someone who's around the team a lot like you are, in past seasons we've seen the Bills kind of run into a problem where they treat every single game against the Patriots as that season's Super Bowl, basically, and go all out for it and then kind of crumble down the stretch after they face the Pats. Do you see a little bit different of a of an ideology going into this week, or is it more of the same? Well, I, I, I think I would dispute about half of what you said. I mean, they do what, exactly what you said. You're right about one thing. They, they do treat this game like it's the Super Bowl. I, but I wouldn't say they crumble down the stretch. They just, they've been a mediocre team for 16 years. No matter Before or after they play the Patriots, it seems like it's the same thing. Um, you know, I mean, they've had big wins after they played them, you know, but they just aren't good enough to make the playoffs at the end of the, at the end of the season. But they do treat that game like that. You know why? Because the Patriots have owned the Bills. They've owned them since Tom Brady's been there. It's amazing. Since Tom Brady took over as starting quarterback, he's only lost to the Bills three times in his entire career. And one of them was when the Patriots played basically their JV squad in the second half of a couple of years ago when they rested everybody, uh, out of Gillette. So yeah, I mean, th- there is a sense of that every week, but you know, I do get a sense that it's the same kind of thing here because that's the gold standard this week. It's the gold standard. And I think people, even us in the media, you know, we're always reminding them, whether it's, you know, to their face or just talking about it on the radio, that this is a team you haven't beaten. This is the gold standard. And you're always playing for second place because you can't beat this team. And I think guys that know that, guys feel that. Now, look, it's, it's different players every year. Uh, they haven't been all around here, obviously, for that long that Tom Brady's been around. It's been different coaches that have been shuttled through. But everybody knows who the Patriots are. They know what the Patriots represent. That's the standard they want to get to. So this is a big game for them. And um, I would say they would be emotionally getting up for this game maybe more than they do other games. But I, I don't blame them because that's who you have to beat if you want to take the next step and actually finally get to the playoffs. So looking towards this weekend's game, is there a guy that you've seen on the practice field that's practiced uh, particularly well or just someone that you think is kind of an X factor for the Bills this week against the Pats that they might not expect? It's an interesting question. Um, you know, it's really interesting to me, and I, I, don't, I don't know if this guy's going to play. He might even be released next week when Marcel Darius comes back from suspension, but you know, they signed Reggie Bush in training camp, and he looked good. He really did, and he was doing some nice things. I, I thought he was explosive. I thought he looked well. And they talked about using him on the same on plays with LaShawn McCoy at the same time to get matchups against linebackers and say, hey, they can't cover both with, you know, linebackers. One's going to have to uh, have a nice matchup. But yet last week, other than E.J. Manuel, the backup quarterback, Reggie Bush was the only active player who did not even see the field. He didn't see a snap. I wonder at some point if – you know, they're kind of going to use Reggie Bush in a role that we haven't seen him yet. And maybe that's this week. Maybe that's something they do with Reggie Bush this week. They put him on the field with LaShawn McCoy. They force the Patriots into some matchups that they hadn't been thinking about. I think that would be one. I think the other one is Marquise Goodwin. You know, I expect that the Patriots are going to put a lot of guys in the box and they're going to try and stop LaShawn McCoy because Bill Belichick has a history of taking away your best player and your best offensive weapon. And that's LaShawn McCoy for the Bills. I know Sammy's great, but we don't know if he's playing. And it's the case. Tyrod Taylor is going to see a lot of one-on-one on the outside. He has to make plays in the passing game. And I think Marquise Goodwin, who may be the fastest player in the league, who actually can catch the ball, he's not just a track guy, I think he comes into play uh, pretty big in that scenario. 
So what's your final score prediction for this game? What do you, what do you think the damage is going to be? First game uh, against the Pats this year in Foxborough. Who knows who the quarterback's going to be? What do you got, Bills versus Pats? I don't know. I haven't even thought about making a prediction. I think the Bills, this is their best opportunity, though, to try and beat this team up at Gillette. And, you know, since, the, obviously, they, I know they did a couple years ago, like I said, at the end, when the Patriots weren't playing their guys. Um, this is their best opportunity, and they have to take advantage of it. And if they don't, I think, um, look, here's what can happen. If the, if the Patriots wind up winning this game with either Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo playing, all I'm going to be doing all week is fielding calls on radio about why Rex Ryan should be fired because <laughs> – you pay this man $5 million a year, he needs to win games against Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo. This is not Tom Brady playing. But until the Bills actually go to Gillette and win a game that they need to win against the Patriots, I don't think anybody can actually take the Bills to win the game. So I'll say 23-21 Patriots, but I will say the Bills have their best opportunity in a while to actually go to Gillette and win a football game. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for coming on this week, Sal. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Call me anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good week. Okay, you too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks again to Sal for coming on and giving us some good Bills insight. Now we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, Nora Princiati is going to come on and give us some of the, some of the news and notes from the Patriots side of things before we close out the show for you guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It's time for our featured guest segment on Patriots Beat on CLNS Radio. Joining us right now is Nora Princiati of Boston Globe Sports, one of the Patriots writers newly uh, hired, if I'm right, right? Yep. Well, welcome to uh, the Patriots Beat podcast. So, Nora, you know, big week this week, Patriots versus Bills. No one really knows what's happening with Sammy Watkins. No one really knows what's happening with the Patriots quarterback situation. As someone who covers the team, what what do you expect uh, from this week uh, from the Patriots side of things? Oh, man. Well, I, I try to never expect anything. Although I do think, because you never know what's going to happen. And I mean, you know, I certainly didn't expect 27-0 last time around, so who knows? I feel like I'm wrong more than I'm right, and, uh, you know, um, the only thing you can expect is the unexpected. That said, I think that one thing that maybe gets lost a little bit in all of the questions and the uncertainty going into Sunday is that the Patriots are a much better football team than the Bills. They've got a lot more talent, and so I think... That, you know, even um, I think the the smart money would be on Garoppolo to play. But regardless of the quarterback situation, regardless of, you know, sort of any Bill Belichick, Rex Ryan, divisional game hoopla, the fact of the matter is, is that you have a much more talented home team going up against a much less talented road team. Mm-hmm. So I think the Patriots are going to be okay in this one. Now, Bill's coming off that big win last week uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, kind of coming out of nowhere and beating one of the who, – who was thought to be one of the best teams in the NFL. We'll uh, see how that turns out for the rest of the season. But, you know, Buffalo's got a lot of momentum coming into this game, as do the Patriots. Do you think that this year, more than others, this is kind of the Bills' best chance to beat the Pats in Foxborough? Uh, well, I guess you have to say yes because of the no Tom Brady factor. I mean, Rex Ryan yesterday on our conference call with him, that's what he said. He just said, you know what? Even if I don't know who's going to be the quarterback, I know it's not going to be Tom Brady, so I feel good about that. 
So I guess so. Although I just, I've been a little low on the bills overall this year. So the only thing that gives me pause about that is that I think this is a slightly less talented bills team than in some years past, at least. And they just had a big win against Arizona. I mean, I picked Arizona to go to the Super Bowl, but sometimes there's good Carson Palmer and there's bad Carson <laughs> Palmer. And I think they got a little bit of bad Carson Palmer. Um, you know, he, he had four interceptions and I think those were, those were genuine quarterback interceptions. Um, and I don't think that that is going to be the case against the Patriots, sort of regardless of who's a quarterback. Now, one of the big storylines of uh, this season for the Patriots, you know, is the health of Rob Gronkowski. You know, last week we saw him just kind of plot around. He got like one target. He kind of did some blocking when they asked him to, but he didn't really do his usual Gronk things. Based on what you've been seeing, do you think we'll see more of the usual Gronk or are we going to see kind of another filler week until Brady comes back? So I think we'll definitely see more of him. He's said that he's continued to progress and, you know, he played 14 snaps um, against the Texans. So, you know, maybe we'll be looking at 40 snaps or something like that. I don't think that, you know, the 60 to 70 or or almost the whole game kind of thing is, is in the cards. Um, But you know, I definitely think that he could be much more involved uh, in the passing game. He was, yeah, he was pretty much exclusively a blocker against the Texans. Um, and, you know, but I, I don't think he'll be totally at full strength because he does seem to still be kind of hedging a little bit about being totally healthy and was very careful to say to the media that, hamstrings are tricky and you don't want to rush it back. Um, but yeah, maybe somewhere in the 40 snap range. Mm -hmm. So one of the stars around the NFL last week was Jamie Collins. I mean, he just, he ate the Texans alive. One of the best defensive players in football right now, but you could say that a large part of his production came from the fact that there was no Donta Hightower who usually eats up about half of the stuff that, uh, Jamie Collins was left with. So, you know, we've seen him still limited to practice this week. He was at the walkthrough today. But what do you well, – give me a percentage of where you think Donta Hightower is and whether or not you think he's going to play. Mm, yeah. I, I think um, – eesh. I want to back out of that one. Maybe it's like 50-50. <laughs> I think it, it's really hard to – we haven't gotten a good good feel Um good feel on that one. I mean, Jamie Collins, um, uh, Jamie Collins talked to us yesterday and, you know, he was, he was asked about Hightower and, and if anything's different with Hightower out. Um, and he was kind of, you know, he just sort of gave a, a, a typical Patriot line. Um, it didn't seem one thing that I've been impressed with is that it seems like, you know, Jamie Collins has said that he doesn't really like being the guy with the green dot um, in the past, but it doesn't seem like it's hurt them at all. It seems like he stepped into that. Um, and obviously he, you know, he had such a good game on Thursday or last Thursday that it didn't seem like it made him, you know, hesitant or anything. Um, so it does seem like he's filled in well there, but yeah, I, I, it'll be really interesting to see, um, 
Hightower status, but I think that's that's a, definitely a hard one for me to say. I feel like I'd, I'd just be shooting from the hip if I gave you a percentage. Mm-hmm. So looking at the Buffalo side of things, I mean, we have no – not even Rex Ryan knows if Sammy Watkins – is going to play this Sunday, but obviously he brings a really different dimension to this Bills team that without him, they just, they just don't have. I, I think he's a very similar player if he could actually stay on the field to a DeAndre Hopkins, but he just can't stay healthy. So with no Sammy Watkins and, you know, still a, an, I still don't think that LaShawn McCoy is fully healthy. I think he's going to have knee problems until he retires. But how do you think this Pats defense is going to attack this Buffalo kind of hurting offense? Yeah, well, and I mean, Sammy Watkins, I I agree is a is a great player, um, but I, I Watkins or no Watkins, it's an iffy passing game. So I think um, pretty much what the Patriots are going to have to try to do is just force them to be one dimensional, force them to run it. Um, I thought McCoy looked very good. Uh, you know, not just in terms of numbers and production, but he just looked like Lashawn McCoy last week or on Sunday. My Timing is all screwed up because of the Thursday game. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it'll be um, potentially a big game for Chris Long or Jabal Sheard. Um, just trying to, you know, force them inside. Um, that passing attack is just, it's it's so limited. Uh, and especially if there's no walk-ins, um, I think they can just... You know they'll they'll know what to expect, and if the Bills get some yards on the ground, so be it. But I think they can really contain them, especially if if those guys long and shared the defensive ends have big games. So the the big question on I guess the, this whole week with the the storylines. First thing I brought up, and I think it's time to officially ask: Jacoby Brissett with that thumb injury, we have no idea. We still don't even know if Jimmy Garoppolo can throw the ball consistently. We don't know his pain levels or anything. But it's going to come down to Brissett, Edelman, or Jimmy Garoppolo. So <laughs> who do you think will start this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills? I think Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, you know, again, it's always just reading the tea leaves around here. But he has been throwing passes, at least, you know, in the limited amounts of practice that media is able to watch. He, I mean, take this with a grain of salt, but it seems like he walks around with the offensive linemen. Um, He just, he also, you know, especially if you just think about the nature of the injury and all of the swirling rumor mill even for Thursday about, you know, maybe they'll try, maybe he'll dress, maybe he could, they want him to, they're pressuring him to. If there's even a grain of truth to that stuff, then you add in 10 days and it seems like he should be okay. Uh, So I think it's Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo gets to start on Sunday. Is there any other injury news that you've noticed from this week for the Pats you think is worthwhile mentioning, or should we move on to your official predictions? Oh man. Uh, well, I guess we can, we can call it prediction time. Fair enough. So Nora first game, Buffalo Bills coming to Foxborough. This, this game is always, it's just always chaos. The, you never goes how you expect it. I remember one year, it was just a shootout. It was like 37-34. Ryan Fitzpatrick just went off. And then another year, it was like 20-10. to 10. Like, you've never any clue. 
But based off what you've seen this year from both seen with from both teams, Garoppolo comes back, no walk-ins. How do you think this game is going to play out for the Pats? So I'm so tempted to, you know, call it a one-point game and just sort of think, you know, maybe Belichick kind of tries to get a little bit cute and just squeak one out. But I don't think so. I think I'm going to go with 27-17 Patriots. Wonderful. 27-17 Patriots. I'm currently sitting at a – I'm a little bit more ambitious – I'm currently sitting at 31 and 14 because if you're if you're the Pats, you just look at this Buffalo offense. You're like, are right, we just got to stop Lashawn McCoy and then right. like Marquise Goodwin? So hey, it, he's really fast. He is really fast, but unfortunately, <laughs> right. I've yet to see someone in the NFL be able to outrun Devin McCourty down the field. So if Marquise Goodwin can do it, I want to see it happen because he's just so fast. Right, but. Anyway, yeah. Nora, thank you so much for coming on, giving us some of your time. I love what you've written so far for the Globe, so please keep up the good work for all of us fans out there, and uh, I hope you enjoy the game on Sunday. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. It's now time for the Patriots Beat Pick of the Week segment brought to you by my bookie. The NFL brings great opportunities to make some serious cash while watching football. So do yourself a favor before placing that wager. Head on over to mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is focused around providing a unique, personalized, and stress-free gaming experience for each and every one of our clients, no matter if you play on sports, casino games, or horse racing. MyBookie also offers its players incentives in the form of the best daily bonuses and special promotions. So what are you waiting for? Open and fund your account today with MyBookie and start winning with the best. Check out the mybookie.ag mobile platform and start enjoying the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. And as a loyal listener to the CLNS Radio Patriots Beat Podcast, use the promo code PATS, P-A-T-S, to get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Yes, promo code PATS. Whatever you deposit, mybookie will match. Thanks again, Larry. Like he said, it's now time for the Patriots beat pick of the week. And this is kind of a tough one. I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of good lines to look at this week. A lot of, uh, really interesting things. Uh, the Patriots actually opened up at a minus three and a half. They're now sitting at minus six recording this on, uh, Thursday, like I said. So looking at this now, looking through, I'm, I, I, again, huge fan of Oakland. I, I, you know, if you want to choose a team that's going against an overrated team, Oakland going against Baltimore is a pretty big matchup that I think that people should be looking out for. Watch out for the Dallas-San Francisco game. No Des Bryant, most likely this weekend. If you want a big point spread, go for the New Orleans versus San Diego game on the over. Remember, no Keenan Allen, but this, that New Orleans defense is terrible. And the San Diego defense is just as bad. My big pick of the week, choose the Minnesota Vikings at minus five over the New York Giants. I don't care that Adrian Peterson's out. I do not care that there's no Teddy Bridgewater. I think that this Vikings team is one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best. So I say take the Vikings at minus five over the New York Giants. So that is my Patriots beat pick of the week. 
brought to you by MyBoogie.ag. Go use our promo code PATS for a 100% bonus on the first deposit. Also, guys, please go listen to the Pats post-game show. Uh, they do it after every single game on Sundays or on Mondays or on Thursdays, whatever the Pats game is. I will be on uh, giving a little segment every single week to do a little bit, little bit of a post-game recap. So call in 929-477-2386 or listen live on clnsradio.com. But that's going to do it for today's Patriots Beat Podcast. If you want to help support the show, please give, please give us a subscription, rating, and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Today's show is presented to you today by, again, FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Patriots to join our FanDuel League and MyBookie, MyBookie.ag slash Pats, and MyBookie will match your first deposit. Music was provided by Hyde 209 and Joshua Morse. I want to thank our guest Nora Princioti from the Boston Globe as well as Sal Capaccio from WGR 550 and the Buffalo Bills sideline team. For Patriots content manager Michael Longi, CLNS radio executive producer Larry H. Russell, and the founder Nick Gelso. Thanks to everyone who turned in. Tune in. This is Harris, and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. I'll see you guys next week, and hopefully the Patriots can pull one out over the Bills. I say 31-17. Tweet at me at Sportsteen, and I'll see you guys next week.